Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Give me the hot takes, give me the warm takes, give me the cold <laughs> takes, give me all the takes. This episode of Hot Takes on a Plate here on the Believe Podcast Network will either be escapism or torture for you, depending on your perspective. We are talking about bars. Uh, I miss bars. I haven't been to a bar in a long time. Maybe you have been to a bar, depending on where you live. And there's a lot that goes into that decision, of course. But we're talking about bars because Esquire Magazine has out, like a lot of magazines, they do their best of lists and their best bars in America list is out. It's a list that feels a little different than previous years because the reporting was done pre-COVID, but we're reading it during COVID. And joining me to discuss it is the man who spearheaded that list, Kevin Sintemong. He is the culture and lifestyle director for Esquire magazine. And we're going to be dishing out some bar hot takes, Kevin, today. But before we get to that, I want to talk about the best bars list. And I got to be honest. Mm-hmm. reading it, it made me sad and wistful. Like it, it, it felt like a dagger to the chest. Cause I'm, you know, I'm reading these beautiful words that you and the other writers wrote about these bars. And I'm, I'm seeing these pictures, gorgeous pictures. And, you know, there was that escapism. It was putting me in that place, but it was a place I hadn't, I haven't been to in a long time. And it's a place I miss. I miss these kind of sure. bars. And, it just felt like such a dagger. And, and you know, you even said it in the intro to the list that these best bars are, are places you can't wait to experience again. And that takes on such a different meaning now. I know, you know, it, it's, uh, I think that bars to a lot of people, especially to me, are that kind of like third place, right? Work, home, uh, <laughs> bar, right? Uh, that's the way, or, you know, that third place could be a coffee shop. That third place could be, uh, a restaurant, but for me, it was the bar and, you know, we do, we do a lot of reporting for this and the, basically the report when we do a lot in March is where we do a bulk of it. And we couldn't really do that this year, you know? So I was like missing that, that experience and very much missing that kind of third place. But, when the pandemic started, you know, I, it's, it, you ever see that Jim Jarmusch movie, uh, the dead don't die where, uh, you know, the zombies come back, but they keep doing what they've done. They really loved in life, you know? And, um, and that's what I did when the pandemic happened. I was like, I couldn't help, but just walk to these bars in my neighborhood and just sort of like check out what was going on, say hello to the owners, see how they were doing. Uh, it was just sort of this habit I had. And I, I think that's, that's why it was a dagger because, you know, bars are a really big part of, of, of people's lives, of, of, of a community. And, um, it, it was kind of sad to see that, um, go away in those early days, but, um, also come back, you know, in, in, in their own, you know, really resourceful way. Um, I'm, I'm really happy about the to-go cocktails scene that's happening across the country right now. Do you worry that these, that these pieces that you've done, these, these, these write-ups for these bars, could end up being eulogies for them. Um, yeah, I do. And, you know, um, it's sad because these are, these are really, really exceptional, special places. And, um, I mean, so far we've been lucky. I think the place, most of the places on this list are, you know, as far as I know today are all, some are temporary closed. Some, some, some are open, none are permanently, permanently closed. So, um, we'll see. Time will tell, you know, um, and and uh, I, I 
sort of encourage everyone to you know support these bars, support all their their favorite local bars every every way uh, they can because um, it's important to have these places back when absolutely when, uh, when this is all over. They're the fabric of many communities. Well, here on Hot Takes on a Plate, you, the listener, gets to eavesdrop on the ultimate food fights as I debate my culinary world friends and other eating enthusiasts in their areas of expertise. And of course, today with Kevin, we are discussing bars. And I'm going to play a little game with you, Kevin, where I throw some hot takes your way and you tell me why I'm right. Tell me why I'm wrong and why. You ready? Bring me the, give me the hot takes, give me the warm takes, give me the cold (laughs) takes, give me all the takes. All the takes. First one. (laughs) When it comes to bars, we need to do away with the phrase hole in the wall. It drives oh. me nuts. It's just such a, it's just, it just has such a negative connotation and people think it's cute, but it's basically like saying like this place is, is, is a nasty dumpy place. And I love it because of that. And it's just, I don't know, like there's, there's, there's better ways to describe a place. That's a quote hole in the wall. I just, I just find it like an offensive sort of term hole in the wall. Tell me I'm right. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, I think that with the I think unless the place was actually um, like where you serve drinks out of a hole in the wall outside, <laughs> I think that yeah, you uh, should really which which actually one of our bars I think started off as a hole in the bar the uh, uh, the vodka vodka bar. Oh, look at that segue! Uh, in, uh, yeah, in uh, in um, in Cincinnati, in Cincinnati, I believe uh, did start as that, and so I think you can reserve that when it's um literal when, when when it's literal yeah but as a metaphorical being i think you're right i think that's a little bit uh a little derogatory you know it's if you can call it small quaint charming you know yeah. has a lot has a lot of what it was that timeless um, worn in um yeah, or you know classic what's, what's that that uh, nordic word higgy yeah uh, oh yeah I, yeah I yeah the huga yeah. hi i can never oh, say oh, those yeah, words okay. yeah it, it's yeah <laughs> that's that's like the um what's the one um when i went to denmark they, they got the the flatbreads um they begin with an s these like flatbreads and i i, I always like I, I always try to pronounce it and i just go i i sound like the swedish chef i go schmerber you know what i'm talking about the like it looks like yes. smorgasbord or smorgasbord i have to work on that pronunciation uh but yeah and then and then like like dive bars right um dives a tricky one yeah i don't know that one that one that one to me isn't as bad hole in the wall to me just basically it's like a nice way of saying your place is dirty like that's just the way it comes off dive bar to me feels more like you're saying like a place is like lived in and comfortable um it's a dive bar is almost like the nicer way of saying hole in the wall it's almost like um a word that i hate i hate using the word authentic when it comes to food Oh, and I, yeah. t- I tend to, cause again, what's, what's authentic to, you know, there's, there's not to me, authentic means there's like one way of making something and there's not, you know, you could have 12 right. different ways of making a bolognese, slight variations. There's not one. Um, right. whereas, you know, to me, dive bar to, to use the analogy, you know, if, if hole in the wall is authentic, dive bar is more like saying traditional, you know, where yeah. it's, 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 it's less, it's, it's a little bit less jarring it, it it gets the point across i don't know maybe dive bar is offensive yeah i think it's 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 i think it's kind of up to the owners if they want to call consider themselves a dive or not uh, all right yeah, next, I, I, I try not to use that no. good good to hear that's why you write for <laughs> esquire all right next one a good coffee shop is just mm. a daytime bar that's all it really is it, and it, and at my age 
I kind of miss coffee shops even more than bars. I mean, look, I'm, you know, I'm going to be 42 this fall and I spent a lot of my twenties and thirties in bars and forties, not as much, you know, when I'm traveling. Yes. But you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not personally finding the time to go to bars just on weeknights, but you know what? Coffee shops, that's my, that's my, you know, that's my study. That's my bonus room. That's my, when I need to get out of the house and I need to think or get away. I mean, coffee shops, they're, they're just daytime bars and I miss them. I miss them more than bars. Tell me I'm right. Tell me I'm wrong. Um, yeah, I think that the, the, the coffee bars can, are, are also very kind of crucial, important third, third spaces, right? Um, whether a coffee shop is a bar though. Hmm. It's a daytime bar. Daytime bar. Yeah. I think I, I a weekday bar, daytime bar. And it's tricky, right? Cause when you say bar, it's like, does, does alcohol need to be involved? I don't know. I think that it has a drug. It has caffeine. It does. It has to have caffeine. It does have caffeine. And, um, you know, sometimes I'll go to bars and I'll just have um, a non-alcoholic beverage. And And look, a lot of these places blur the lines where they're, you know, coffee shops by day and bars at night. I know, you know, I I think you had public records on the the list. Uh, I haven't been there yet, but I know a lot of people who who love going there and that's that's an all day place, you know, like, yeah. That's, I mean, that, and I love those places. Yeah, I think, I think that, um, I think for, I don't know if I would ever put a, a coffee, a, a place that purely serves coffee on the Esquire best bars list. Um, Understandable. That said, but I, I, I do appreciate the, uh, uh, the idea of a coffee bar or a mixed use space as being a great third third spot right third place and we we have bookstores and we've got listening yeah. rooms on our list you're, so you're gathering with fr- yeah look you're yeah, gathering with friends over a drink it's just not an alcoholic yeah. drink but you're gathering with yeah. friends over a drink that does something to you <laughs> and you're, right you're, now i need i need caffeine you've uh you've convinced me maybe, maybe we need to kind of spread out our reporting and 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 do more coffee places best uh, coffee for- shops in america <laughs> there you go you, you, yeah. I'll be buying that issue. And, and <laughs> ne- next hot take, kind of tying into that, I actually did a, a, an episode on coffee last week where I actually said New York City is actually overrated when it comes to coffee shops um, mm-hmm. because Ooh. of the fact that a lot of um, people who go to coffee shops in New York City are not socializing. They got you know their headphones and laptops and yeah. it's just a desk and whatever. Um, but on the flip side, to me, the best bar city in America is New York. And it's not even close. And the reason I say that is for the one, the reason I mentioned about why I love coffee shops for people who live in the city, who have small places, the bar is your living room. It's the place where you go at night to, to have more space. That's why we live in New York city. That's why we tolerate small dwellings because of bars and restaurants and coffee shops and bars. I don't think people outside of New York city understand how vital a bar is to the fabric of this city. And also, you know, as a side thing, you know, when you move to New York, the beauty of it is, oh, I can walk to a bar and I don't have to worry yeah. about how much did I have to drink and getting in a car and, you know, all of that. It's just easy. To me, the best bar city in America is New York. Tell me I'm right. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, I think, you know, I'm biased. I think it's it's hard <laughs> to say that, that you know, uh, I think I think that I live in one of the best uh 
drinking neighborhoods. And I mean, you live pretty much in the same neighborhood uh, because we, between Leyenda, Clover Club, Long Island Bar, Montero's, it's a very good, great. Oh, I'm so glad you said Montero's. I'm so glad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and gosh, it's, it's hard. I think that. No, I mean, so New Orleans it has it's going to give New York a run for its money. So if you're going to just yeah, you know, and then. Uh, but are you saying New it, Orleans? Because like I feel like again, you you have more experience than I do. I've been to New Orleans three times now, maybe, but yeah. I haven't been in. I haven't been as a full fledged adult. Let's put it that way. And so, you know, New Orleans obviously has the reputation, Bourbon Street and partying and drinking, but obviously bars can be more than that. They could be low key, chill places. Why, why are you saying New Orleans? Is it for that party reputation or is there more to meet that meets the eye? I think there's just a deep history there. I I, I think that, um, and and, I mean, you walk into uh, some places there and you can just really feel sort of like the ghosts and and like drinking culture, you know? Um, Not that, I mean, you can get that in New York too. I mean, you walk into McSorley's and you're like, this is the real deal, right? You, I mean, you walk that, you walk into Long Island bar too. And just because of the, 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 the bones of the place, you, oh, you, you get, the, you, you know, you get that feeling. Um, it, it's, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's, I, for me, it would be to be between New York and New Orleans. That said, um, I get really excited about places in, uh, Los Angeles. I think downtown LA has a lot of great spots I, and I love kind of hanging out there just because, there are a lot of, of great bars there. Um, and, uh, my, and Miami has this really, um, they've got some really special bars like broke, like the original broken shaker, which is, I think, you know, one of my all time favorite bars. It's just so, uh, bohemian, you know, just to, you get this, get these drinks in this like tiny little bar, tiny room. And, and then there's this huge patio with the pool, um, and sometimes, and sometimes there's just like one bar can kind of like make a city, you know, and that, that's, that's kind of a, that's one of those really, really special bars uh, you know, as, as well as Sweet Liberty, I think is a really beautiful uh, bar in Miami as well. You really hit on something with Miami because I will say this when you're traveling and this is why it's important to have magazines like Esquire where you trust the writers and they give you recommendations and you know where to go when you visit a city, because I feel like you can do a city right or you can do a city wrong when it comes to anything, right. bars, restaurants. I went to Miami in my late 20s and had the worst time. I did it so wrong. <laughs> now, granted, I was also broke and Miami is not a cheap city, but it was like I was, you know, I was in South Beach and it was like all the touristy sort of oh, yeah. like, you know, like the places where it's like $20 cover and $8 for a Bud Light. And this is, you know, in the late 2000s, like just craziness, you know, yeah, um, yeah. you know, I think about the first time I went to Montreal, I just didn't, you know, I was, I guess I was in my early 30s. I didn't plan it right. And it was just like, I remember being like, eh. And I've been back three or four times since, and it's like one of my favorite cities in the world. And I think it's yeah. one of my favorite food cities in the world. And because I, I learned from my mistakes and did it right. And so, yeah, sure. like, it's so important to like know where to go when you go to a city. 
Yeah. And I mean, and, and same thing for New York. I think that you can have a lot of, uh, you know, kind of um, not so great drinking experiences, uh, you know, if you stick to Times Square. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Times Square is, is hard, although 701 West, which is on our list, which is uh, like kind of currently closed, will hopefully come back. Uh, that place is is like a segue. It's in a, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, but also the um, uh, the Polynesian, uh, which was on our best bars list last year, uh, is in Times Square. Um, and that's just kind of what, uh, what, I, what I also like about like our list and sort of um, uh, is that it, we I think we try to unco- un- uncover um, those kind of secret spots that will really kind of make you feel like Philadelphia is the best drinking city, you know? Uh, it'll make you feel like Chicago is the best drinking city. So, um, and I kind of like what, you know, when you go to a place like, like Cincinnati or, or Cleveland and you're like, oh, this place isn't that great. And then you discover these five places and you're like, this is the best drinking city ever, you know? And, and that's, um, and that, that's kind of what, with the way we try to present, you know, uh, the, 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 the cities on the list, you know, it's, it's sort of like, um, you want to feel like you are in the best drinking city. Uh, it's it's all said, about perspective. It's hard, I mean, it's hard to beat New York. Yeah, it's, it's just there's there's just a ton of bars, a lot of great experiences. You can drink all day and all night and have um, would be super hammered, of course, but have a really, <laughs> really good time uh, and lots of memories. So. Absolutely. All right, next hot take: the best bar to me, the best bars, they they have the most diverse clientele. One of my big frustrations with bars is that. Certain bars with certain aesthetics, you walk in and it's the same people. Like it's the same vibe. You know, everybody is within the same age group of five or six years. They are in the same probably income bracket, same interests. It's it, to me, that's boring. The best bars yeah. have super diverse clientele. And you mentioned one of them, you know, in our neighborhood in Brooklyn, Montero's. Montero's mm-hmm. to me, for people who don't know, Montero's is one of those places that's a quote unquote dive bar. It is, it's been around forever. It used to be an old sailor's bar. It's very worn in. And, you know, there's, there's just a very friendly vibe in there. I, every time I go out, not that I go that often, but every time I go in there, the, the, the bartender behind the bar has got some kind of baked good she's handing out. Like, here's some cake, yeah. here's some brownies. It's yeah. like, you just kind of like, okay. <laughs> and if you go on karaoke night, I mean, you're going to see such a cross section of life. I mean, you will see hipsters, you'll see Wall Street bros. I've seen no joke pimps in there. I've seen like young, old, you know, any income bracket, diversity in terms of race and age, you know, all of it. And to me, that's interesting. That's more fun. Best bars are not places where everybody looks the same. Tell me I'm right. Tell me I'm wrong. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and, uh, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't dig homogenous scenes, you know, and, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of bars that take, um, you know, Tennessee, like I go to a lot of bars there and I'm like, I don't know if I belong here. <laughs> You know, uh, as, as in, you know, an Asian dude with, uh, you know, humongous hair. And, uh, but I, I had a funny experience that I went to this, um, this place in Madison, Tennessee, which is this little sort of town suburb outside of, of, of Nashville. I went to D's country cocktail lounge. And at first I was like, I don't know if this is my place. You go, it's, it's in a, um, it's behind a, uh, like a, a adult video store. 
and there's just like little parking lot and you're like, I, I, who, who told me to come here? And like you go in and it's like, it's, it's super welcoming, uh, a very kind of diverse crowd. Um, and, uh, and they make, you know, it's it, like, I'd say it in the story. It's like, you can get like a high life in the morning and, uh, you know, um, a Frito pie, but they'll also kind of make you a, you know, great old fashioned served on a big rock and, you know, just a really proper cocktail like you would get in any, you know, in any big city. And you felt welcome. And uh, I did feel welcome. And then there's like a dude who we, I walked out and then the dude, there, there's a guy there that came out after me and he was, we just started talking. He was like, you know, this is your first time here. I was like, I was like, yeah. He was like, don't you love this place? It's like, they, they, they welcome like drunks and hipsters. Right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude. That's what makes this place. But great. you know, and that's like a big thing. Ownership really sets the tone in a place. You know, it like does. it really does. Like Absolutely. I have, I have, I have a friend. I'll give a shout out to Doug Brickell, who owns. He's got two or three of them now. Um, there, the on Long Island, these bars called Cork and Carry, and mm-hmm. they're speakeasies. And you know, there's there's a certain kind of connotation with speakeasy. Obviously, it could be a little snooty and uppity, and you know, whatever you want to say, and attract a very homogenous sort of clientele. And what I love about Doug, besides the fact that he is really good at his job, I mean, his cocktails are like legitimately top notch, like best on Long Island, like, you know, would, yeah. would be perfectly in place in Brooklyn and, you know, better than most, um, is the fact that he's a really nice guy. And mm-hmm. I went to his place once on a weekend, um, to celebrate his birthday. And I was blown away by just the diversity of characters that were in there. It was not pretentious. It was like, you know, you saw like, all different age groups and just, but everybody was really having a good time and it wasn't and polite and nice. It was like a nice group because that's you know, when you're nice, you bring in nice people. And yeah. I think that is such a big part about bars is, is just that right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, um, another spot I love is the, the Prince in Koreatown. And, uh, whenever I go there, it's just, um, you know, there's, there's like, you know, older Korean couples, you know, having their kind of fried chicken sitting in the booths and then, the, but then there'll be like young, uh, you know, people after like just having finished going, gone clubbing, uh, you know, there's people sort of at the end of their kind of shifts working on a construction site. Uh, and it's, and it's all in this context of this really sort of mad men esque room. So it's totally, it's so, so, so trippy, you know, and, and I just, I just, so such an awesome experience there. I mean, bars are great for people watching. Yeah. They're fantastic. I'll tell you one I haven't been to in years, but when I first, I moved to Brooklyn in 2009 and one of my favorite bars back then to go to was a place in downtown Brooklyn called O'Keefe's. Have you ever been to O'Keefe's? No, it's I on Cor- it's on Court Street. It's the, I'm sure you've walked by it. There's uh, it doesn't say O'Keefe's outside. It just says Bar and Grill. There's a neon sign that says Bar oh, and yes. Grill, and yes, you go. It's I a it's a, a it's a sports bar, and it it attracts like again. It's like you have lawyers who just got off work. You've got mm-hmm. like the gambling degenerates who are betting on horses. You know, right. you've got like college students. You've got you know. It's like. And it's great people watching because you see these people belling up at the bar next to each other. Seemingly, they have nothing in common on the surface, but they're all chatting and having a good time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll have to hit that spot next if if they're open when I when I get back to the city. But yeah, I walk by there all the time. 
And actually, that, that, there's, yeah. I was going to say, this actually kind of stole the thunder of one of my hot takes I was going to throw out there, which is that aesthetics are great and all with bars, but it's really the the bar staff that makes you want to come back. Yeah. You know, I think it's, yeah, it's the way it makes you feel, right? Um, I will take um, hospitality above um, uh, a great cocktail, I think, at the end of the day. I still want a great cocktail. I want it all, you know? Uh, but, but I think hospitality is, is what will keep me coming back. I mean, I've got a bar in my neighborhood that I used to go to all the time. And I think I'm, I used to bring my kids with me. Yes, I did that. And we're going to get to that one in a second there, the, the kid debate <laughs> with bars. But, you know, I also realized that my kids are at an age now where it's just I can't bring them anymore. So I, I, I sadly stopped going. But a great place on, on in my neighborhood, the hop shop. And, you know, aesthetically, the hop shop is, it's, it's pretty basic. It's not, you know, some fancy swank place, but what makes it great is I just love the staff there and they just make you feel at home. And, and it's like, you become friends with them. They're your friends and you, you, it's the, the kind of place you can go in by yourself and just sit at the bar. Cause you're going to talk to your friends and, you know, they had a, they have a great outdoor space and that became sort of like our de facto backyard. You know, like sure. we needed outdoor sure. space because we don't have any in our apartment. That's where we went. And to yeah. me, that's, you know, that's the thing. If, if you know, if play, play, when places like that close, that's when it's really the dagger to me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, that's a outdoor space is important during these times. <laughs> All right, let's get to the big one here. We're going to end on the big note. The parents yeah. who day drink in bars with their kids in tow. I've been yeah. one of those parents. Yeah. And here's my thought on it. Okay. It's okay as long as you are actually parenting. My big problem are the parents who bring their kids to bars on a weekend outside during the day and don't parent. They're the worst humans. They are legitimately the worst humans. Like, and I've seen it where they just, they yeah. go and they let their kids run amok and they just drink with their friends and ignore them. And it's like, dude, like, come on. Yeah. Like, I, in yeah. fact, it got to a point where I, I kind of had to stop going. This is why I stopped going to my neighborhood bar with my kids because I was doing too much parenting and it was exhausting. It wasn't fun anymore. I was like, literally like, I'm like, dude, this is too much work. Like when they're a baby, yeah. it's not work, yeah. but now it's work. But, but, but because I have respect for the people around me. Where, what is your stance uh, on this? You know, it's hard. I'm, I'm a parent. I have uh, two daughters, ages, ages four and eight. Um, I know how, how hard it is to parent and how much, uh, you know, um, kind of how important it is to, to socialize and, and, uh, and be a parent as well. Um, you know, it, if you're going to parent, you have to parent, uh, you know, especially in a public space, whether you're in a restaurant, whether you're in a store, uh parks a little bit different because you're in a park you, yeah. you can kind of let your kids roam free but a bar is not a playground and i agree i think that you need to uh be on top of it and sometimes that and sometimes that's hard but you got to do it out of respect for everyone else unless you've rented out the place for a party <laughs> yeah exactly no uh, and, and yeah, i think it, i was gonna say i think people that, that, in other parts of the country don't understand this concept like if, if you go to other parts of the country people do not bring their kids to bars because they don't right. have to you know that again the, the bar is an extension of your of your home in a way and people don't understand that i think in other parts of the country people see bars as like hey i go there to drink they don't see yeah. it as hey i go there for the space 
And yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I think people in the city will bring their kids sometimes on the weekends to a bar because it's it's our living room. It's where we socialize. But but you got a parent. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I um, uh, I actually bring my daughters to uh, Leyenda uh, quite a bit for because they just love the food there. They love the the kind of guacamole and the churros. So but I, I usually bring them there um, like as soon as they open whether it's on the weekend yeah. or if it's a weekday, like I'll bring them there at like four 35 and we'll be out of there by five 30, Yeah. And, um, and we sit in the back and I, um, but yeah, no, I'm parenting. And sometimes parenting just means, um, giving them the iPad and usually yes. that takes care of uh, 90% <laughs> of any, uh, any issue. So I'm all about, and there, there are some people who like, you know, I'll do that in a bar and they're like, why did what? Like, and they'll criticize me. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, please. I'm having this right now. I know my in-laws judge us because they think our kids are getting too much screen time. And I'm like, you know what? It's a global pandemic. My kids are bored and it's making them happy. And I I get a break and I need a break. So we're going to do that. It's fine. It's okay if they're going to watch like 10 episodes of Peppa Pig. It's (laughs) it's just not going to do them any harm. (laughs) Well, Kevin, listen, when we started this conversation, I said this episode was going to be either escapism or torture, depending on your perspective. And I started off sounding very tortured after reading the best bars list. But let me tell you, this felt like escapism to me. This felt a little bit like therapy, which is kind of what bartenders do anyway, a little side therapy. This felt good. Sure. Sure. Yeah. No. It's all. It's always good to to talk about uh, uh, bars. Um, and there. Yeah. Like I said, I think they're more important now than ever. I think it's it's um, uh, if you can get out there and and support your bars uh, either through you know buying gift cards or to go cocktails uh, or if you're up for it um, you know doing doing uh, some some safe sort of outdoor seating. Um, but yeah, cause we, we want all these places to come back, um, and, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. Absolutely. Kevin, thank you so much. And we're going to, I'm going to link to the article best bars in America in the notes of this podcast. So make sure to check that out. Hot takes on a plate is part of the believe podcast network. That's B L E A V. Check them out at bleav.com and you can check me out on social media at rob patron tv on instagram twitter and facebook until next time i'm rob patron ciao thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.